Hello everyone and welcome to Painless Universal, a conversation with me and well. Today's guest is a fellow sickle cell warrior and that always gets me excited because I always love sharing my story with people with chronic illness. I think I know I talk about all kinds of pain, difficulties both as a woman, as a guy, whatever kind of pain we all go through. You know, it could be economic pain to the government, it could be corporate pain, whatever. But when it comes to sickle cell, that's very close to my heart. As you always know, I would like talking about myself with living with sickle cell, the challenges I face. This young lady is amazing. She's overcome so much. Her name is Jill. She'll be joining us today and I would have told my younger self that you are enough. My name is Jewel. I have sickle cell type SS. Just because you deal with these issues and you may not be the normal that everyone thinks, you are your own new normal. So you're enough. You don't have to be something that you're not. You don't have to portray this type of facade of who you think you should be. You're enough, you're fine. Like just because you have chronic invisible illness and you're in the hospital all the time, that doesn't negate the fact that you're an amazing human being. I'm good, how are you? I'm great. <laughs> Welcome to Painless Universal, a <laughs> conversation with myself. I'm absolutely delighted from, where are you in the States? What part of the um, States are you? I'm in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. Nice meeting you. And I'm nice absolutely honored and glad that you took uh, my invitation request. Um, and sorry about the time mis mixed up because, um, I'm not sure. I said yes, and all of a sudden, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it happens. It happens. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. You're gorgeous. No Appreciate you. it. Yeah, you're really gorgeous. I'm so glad. So, you know, this platform is all about um, telling our stories. As a young girl growing up with sickle cell myself, I didn't hear, have many stories. I didn't know where to go for stories. And right now, right, yes, there are a lot of places you could go where you could get stories about different things. But Sometimes they're not channeled the way I, as a sickle cell person, want to hear those stories. Right, right, so right. I, and as, as a sickle cell person, I've, I've become so many different kinds of pain, like, you know, economic pain, finding jobs pain. Having mm -hmm. you on board today to talk about your challenges and talk about who you are is exciting me. And I think we're going to start with that. Who are you? Okay. Little introduction, your name and... Well, yeah, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my name is Joelle Darbonet. I am 31 years old. I have sickle cell type SS. Um, I am, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I am a current CEO and founder of a nonprofit organization called Bold Lips for Sickle Cell. Um, and that is a, a community-based organization dedicated to Sickle cell awareness, advocacy, and empowerment. Um, we're pretty big on social media. We do a lot of stuff um, for the community. We've done uh, anywhere from open mic nights to skating parties to um, our HBCU college tour. 
um, where we went to different HBCU colleges and educated the students on sickle cell traits, sickle cell awareness, um, empowered the sickle cell warriors that were there. Um, so I am also a mental health advocate as well. Um, I work with the Sickle Cell Community Consortium here in Atlanta um, with the Mental Health Initiative. Um, so I'm very, very big on, you know, our mental health and dealing with sickle cell and how that affects our mental health. Um, I am disabled. I live my life in a wheelchair uh, because of um, it was a autoimmune virus that uh, paralyzed me from the neck down um, when I was 18. And wow. it left, <laughs> yeah, it um, le definitely left residual uh, neuropathy. So I've got extensive damage. So living my life in my chair is uh, my freedom. You know, it allows me to travel. It allows me to um, live, uh, you know, busy busy lifestyle um I, i'm also a, a professional patient advocate where you know i uh, work with different pharmaceutical companies uh consulting um on different advisory boards for them uh dealing with like new clinical trials um you know the different new fda approved drugs that have come out for sickle cell Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm definitely proud of, of that work that we've been doing with the different uh, pharmaceutical companies being the voice um, of the community. Uh, so, yeah, it's well, <laughs> me in a nutshell. And you're best one. Do you realize that? You are very young. So, wow. <laughs> I am totally yeah. amazed. Okay. I will break this down. Everything you said, I've just got to I've memorized them as much as I could. And I'm going to break them down. First is we'll start off with the uh, organization. What led you to decide that you needed to form this organization? What was it? Because there's so many, another one reason I'm asking this question is that there's so many other organizations around that deals with sickle cell. So I just, I just wanted to know what made you, like, led you to think that I needed to start my own organization to kind of create a different platform as well. Well, it, it actually didn't start as an idea to start an organization. Um, we started as a social media awareness challenge wow. for sickle cell disease. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember when the ALS challenge was really big and people were dumping ice water on their head and all that good stuff. Well, yeah. you know, the, the sickle cell community put out a call to action and was just like, you know, we need something that we can participate in that will bring a voice to, you know, our disease and bring awareness. And um, I teamed up uh, with a partner of mine in the sickle cell community to uh, really, go through social media and push uh, this uh, social media awareness challenge where we dared people to grab their boldest lipstick color and you know guys got lipstick kisses you know girls posted amazing selfies with bold lipstick colors and um you know it went viral because t-boss from tlc actually posted it on her instagram Oh. And um, it just it just blew up and it turned into this whole 
empowerment movement of you know sickle cell warriors standing up and being bold and speaking out um about sickle cell and so because the momentum was just so huge um i figured that there was a need that needed to be fulfilled and you know we were we were given our generation a voice we we had been silent for so long um and i just thought it was it was super super needed at that time to be able to hey you know let's turn this into an actual organization where we can you know really do some serious work and not just you know fade away into the background you know i wanted longevity for us so Wow. That's how we started. Um, it, <laughs> I never in a million years did I think that I would have a sickle cell organization. Like I, I had, yeah, didn't even cross my mind. It's amazing because it's reaching out because that's how I, I know that's how I found you. Um, yeah, and because I, you know on my Instagram page, always I, I don't know sickle cell always comes up. People who posted things with sickle cell related always come up and I found you that way and I'm, I'm so impressed and happy I did because yeah. um one of the things that I really admire you for is the fact you said you're so disabled you're in a wheelchair and you have sickle cell and there is me for example when I was much younger when I had sickle cell I was always sick the whole time and I just thought why do I have it so bad and then you had say, I am in a wheelchair. I just want to know, and I'm sure other people want to know, how do you balance it? You have, you have both, and you're still wearing the biggest smile in the room. <laughs> how? What is your, uh, is your secret? Listen. It took me a while to learn my secret, so I'm just wanting. <laughs> oh, man, listen, it, it did not start off that way. Yeah. <laughs> not at all <laughs> but do you normally get I, sick yeah i actually get sick a lot um this past year i've been in the hospital every single month with the crisis wow. so <laughs> yeah i definitely get sick a lot and um of course i went through the why me like god why am i still here like what type of life is this gonna be like this isn't like you know of course just complaining and just mad at the world like <laughs> what am i supposed to do with this like yeah. this, is, this is not living like how am i you know i, I definitely went through all those emotions all those um, I went through the depression, I went through, you know, the anger, I went, I literally went through grieving my old life, like grieving being able-bodied, you know, um, I went through all the stages, I went through <laughs> anger, bargaining, you know, just, um, yeah, it was, it was really tough, but I think I thank God because I had people surrounding me, uh, you know, like my mom and my aunt, um, you know, just people that wouldn't allow me to give up. Uh, they wouldn't allow me to stop um, or, you know, just say forget it. Uh, they kept encouraging me and telling me, 
you know, you have a story, people need to hear your voice, your voice matters. Um, and that's when I slowly started to get into advocacy and really going out and speaking about sickle cell and educating volunteers at the hospital or you know being a sickle cell camp counselor and just you know getting my feet wet as far as advocacy and everything and um using social media to really shine a light on sickle cell you know just using my my page my personal page um as a a tool to spread education spread awareness and i tell my story you know of when i'm in the hospital when i'm not in the hospital what goes on with me um but it was it was it was super super tough super tough i got and i still I still go through it now, you know, I have my days where I'm just like, I'm over this. I don't feel like doing this today. Like, yeah, you know, I go through mm. um, my depression stages, my, you know, and it's just, it's just all about making sure that you have um, a support system and you have, uh, you know, for me, I have sickle cell warrior brothers and sisters that um, are close to me and who keep me, you know, accountable, who keep me, um, just lift my spirits. Um, I can call them and talk about whatever, <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> it's just, True. you know, yes. Yeah. No, I yeah. love that. I'm absolutely, um, delighted. That takes me on to the mental side. I never associated sickle cell and a mental issue at all. I always just assumed that we just have pain. There's nothing. Um, even yeah. when I was down, when people asked me, oh, my mom would tell me, oh, don't you want to do something today? Even when I was so down, especially when you're trying to get a job and you know the first thing, they, even if you get the job, you're scared of telling the employee that you probably, there are days where you might be sick. So those things yeah. always got me down. And then when I had my son, it, that threw me, threw me off the wall because I was always sick and I just couldn't understand why am I always sick? I just mm. don't know what the essence, why God gave me a son, but at the same time gave me ill health. So then I, depression just kept setting in. But I didn't call it depression because I think no one ever told me as a sickle cell mm. There was yeah. that linkage, yeah. mental health, that's because mm. you're constantly worried about what tomorrow will bring. I wanted to know how you discovered this linkage to mental health because it took me a while. I'm not kidding you. I probably learned about mental health about 35 recently. Mm. It's when I started learning that, oh, is that, is that what I had when I was feeling, you know, like that? I didn't know because no one told me about that. But when did you know more about mental health and how are you now helping people who are going through mental health issues, which, are, which is really a big thing in sickle cell? It is. Um, actually, I didn't, um, I didn't get diagnosed until about, it's been about four years now. Um, I, never, I never linked the two either. Yes. Um, I didn't realize that the issues that I was dealing with with my health 
and my body were direct relation to what I was feeling in my mind and what was going on Mm. um, in my mental. Mm. Um, Whenever I would get out the hospital, I would, you know, just go into, I call them the post-hospital blues, Um, just really just depressed, Mm. the, the depression of coming out and trying to get back into your life and feeling like I've lost Mm. two weeks of my life how do I reinsert myself into society and and get back to what I was doing before you know this hit and um, I remember I used to get really really bad anxiety um, and like have panic attacks when I would go into the emergency room and just knowing you have to you're going to get mistreated. (laughs) You're going to go into this ER and they're going to look at you like you're a drug addict. They're going to, you know, not give you the best care. So I, again, I never, I just thought that my, you know, I was an emotional hothead and (laughs) <laughs> you know, I just, I just thought that it was, it was just me. Like I was just a, you know, a, a piece of crap person that just <laughs> had a, a really bad attitude and just was moody all the time. Like I, I thought that was me. Yeah. Um. But, you know, um, I realized that I needed professional help when I started dealing with um a lot of suicidal thoughts Mm. as far as um you know living with this disease and not wanting to live anymore Mm. um and just really feeling like I was drowning um and I didn't have a lifeline I felt like I I couldn't talk to anyone because nobody in my family had sickle cell I'm actually the only person in my family that has sickle cell so I felt very, very isolated, very, very alone in the world. Um, And, you know, that's kind of when I decided that I really needed professional help. And um, going to them and being diagnosed um, with bipolar as well as, you know, anxiety um, and depression and just knowing that there's a chemical imbalance <laughs> in my brain. You know, it's it's not me. It's, it's not you. It's just it's not me. It's it's actually, you know, something that my body is it's basically like sickle cell. I have I, I have no control over what sickle cell does in my body. Mm. Yeah. There are times when I don't have any control of what goes on in my mind. And that's a scary place to be Mm. because it's like, when we deal with sickle cell, we, we have that. I don't have any control, you know? So you try and control every other aspect Mm. in your life um, to try and gain some of that, you know, sense of, okay, I've, I've got this or, you know, I can do this. I'm in control of this shit. Mm. Um, so for me, getting on medication for 
my mental health and for my mental mm. uh, completely changed my life. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's really. And, yeah. And then being able to openly talk about it mm. uh, was extremely healing mm. for me. Yeah. Um, but because I was never able to voice hmm. how I was feeling or what I was feeling or what I was going through or what was going in my mind. I didn't have an outlet to be able to freely speak hmm. about the different issues that I was, you know, feeling and dealing with and <laughs> being in therapy that, like I said, that was, that was extremely, extremely healing for me. Um, so I wanted to, you know, get into being a mental health advocate as well and actually, you know, speaking about the different issues because as the Black community, we don't speak about mental health. Like, No, it's, um, not, it's not something we talk about. It's not no. something, it's no. not something we talk about at all. Yeah. And, um, you know, I go back to like my mom. My mom is old school. Um, old school and she's just like she says go talk to the pastor and she doesn't believe in going to a therapist and she doesn't believe that you know depression is real and that oh it's just all in your mind and yes it is in my mind but it is very much real yeah. <laughs> And not, you know, like nothing beats talking about it as well. Right, nothing. right. And especially, especially finding out that, you know, other people are going through your same struggle. Absolutely. Um, and that you're yeah. not alone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's definitely, definitely. That gives comfort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I wanted to jump in because a lot of people will be asking um, how you managed to get some advisory role with the pharmaceutical company. Because a lot of people with sickle cell, I see you, you're not, you don't, you just don't have sickle cell. You also have this wheelchair. It's not stopped you. You're still going out there. You've, you're leading this charity. And now you also do some work with some pharmaceutical companies. How would you advise other sickle cell patients who are at home thinking they can't overcome? They can't do this. They can't get that job. They can't add value to someone. What would you yeah. say to someone who, who, who has lost hope? In this? Um, I, I would say uh, don't allow sickle cell to put limits on your life. Hmm. Um, don't allow, you know, your health issues or the things that you go through um, health-wise to stifle your dreams or to, you know, take away you dreaming completely um just know that you have the power and the ability to be able to live your best life you know it's it's really your decision of are you gonna sit here and allow sickle cell to dictate every aspect of your life and just be a slave mm. to you know, your, your illness or your disease? Um, are you going to let it run, run your life and, you know, just go along with hmm. that? 
Mm-hmm. Or are you going to, you know, make a stand and say, you know, regardless of what I go through health wise, I'm still going to pursue my dreams. I'm still going to pursue that job. I'm still going to pursue uh, having a family or, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's one of our our um, like statements in, in Boldless for Sickle Cell. It's you know, be bold and live your best life. Don't allow sickle cell to stop you from accomplishing anything Mm -hmm. in life. And we need to understand that we are our own new normal. Like we are our normal. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't look at other people and their life and say, oh, you know, I want to be like them or, you know, I want to live their life. And it's like, no, you, you've got to create your own path. You've got to create your own happiness. You've got to create your own, um, you know, dreams and aspirations and uh, the things that you want to accomplish with your life. Uh, And just know that it might take you a little longer. You know, you might have to take a couple of detours. Um, you might have to do it a different way Hmm. but just know that you have the ability to be able to do it because we you know sickle cell patients we are smart like we are very smart we are very creative you know we are listen Hmm. whatever we put our minds to do like we, we can get it accomplished and we get it done and like even though our body may fail us you know, a lot of times we rely on our mind to, you know, get us through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, don't don't allow sickle cell to steal your happiness or steal your joy or you know, that's that's kind of how I live. Like even in the midst of it, I'm gonna smile, I'm gonna laugh, I'm gonna joke, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna be a clown. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, well. it's, how, it's how I get through. It's, it's how I deal. Yeah, it's well, how I deal. Yeah, I deal with my pain the same way. Everyone asks me, Why are you always so happy? Why do you always wear a smile on your face? I'm like, What else do you, you know, do you want me to be so miserable? I'm crying when I'm in pain, and you want me to come out of this mid right, and right, cry right. again? I can't do it. So, I'm even when I post, I post post of love because I don't understand hate. I don't have the energy for it because mm-hmm. the only energy exactly. I have is to deal with the pain that sickle cell is going to throw out to me. And once I'm not dealing with that pain, I only want to deal with things that are positive and right. you know, things that I missed out on. Because I think with sickle cell, sometimes we miss out on certain things. So when I get the opportunity, yeah. I'm doing it triple, triple the amount that the normal person would do it. And that's just mm-hmm. us. We're blessed that way. We could, we could, you could throw us back 20 times, but we'll come back. Always come back fighting, and I always mm-hmm. say to people, if you want to admire someone's life, or want to understand what it's like to be thrown back and get back up again, talk to someone with sickle cell. They will tell you what mm-hmm. it really means to be thrown back and get back up, thrown back again, get back up, and this is our and we just have to yeah. keep pushing through. Mm-hmm. So, what is yeah. there for? You? What's next for you? This is like our final question, rounding up. Okay. What is there? Uh, I really enjoy talking to you, but I just wanted to know what what next? What do you have coming up that we could all get ourselves engaged with? 
Um, right now we are preparing for a World Sickle Cell Day, which is June nineteenth. Um, so you know, obviously this whole pandemic and social distancing and all that good stuff is still going on in the world. Um, so we are going to hold a virtual showcase for uh, Sickle Cell Warriors on our Instagram Live, um, on our Bold Plus page. Uh, we want to show the world that Sickle Cell Warriors are super creative and super talented and super amazing. Um, so that's going to be June 19th at 5 p.m. Eastern um, on Bold Plus Instagram page. Um, so, so we're super excited about that. Um, just being able to, you know, just really, you do poetry, if you sing, rap, dance, comedy, whatever it is you do, um, paint, whatever it is you do, you know, get on live and we're gonna, you know, give people the floor to be able to do what they do and show their talents and showcase it. Um, so that's, um, that's coming up and uh it's looking like we'll, we're probably going to have to uh do our virtual hbcu tour mm. um mm. because we again we can't get out and travel mm. um and do it but uh you know thanks to different things like zoom and webex and that's favorite. Um, <laughs> you know so uh we'll be able to um you know, go to these different campuses virtually and be able to educate uh, wow. for sickle cell trait and awareness and education and everything. That'll be in September. And of course, September is sickle cell awareness month. So yeah. um, be on the lookout for that as well. And, um, you know, just yeah. trying to <laughs> How is How are you taking quarantine, being at home? When uh, you yeah. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing well. I'm not. No. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't stand being in the house, period. Uh -huh. I can't stand sitting still. Like, I hate it. I hate every moment, every inch. Like, I just. So, did you not have any method to try and cope and get used to it? <laughs> I, like, I tried. I tried to keep my sanity and my safety and you know I tried to focus on you know doing a lot of like work uh for the organization but I couldn't do it so I was still hmm. working and out there driving lifting people and look I put my mask on and my gloves and everything you stay over there I'm stay over here but I can't sit in the house and just sit here <laughs> Good that, right you understand your strengths and your weaknesses and a lot of people mm -hmm. just don't understand it and yeah. you understand that look i know my, i have sickness i have my uh, wheelchair but at the same time i know what my strengths are and my strength is i need to be out there and yeah. sometimes out there i'm safe and that's all that matters for me i could stay indoors because i'm so used to it even from being in hospital I'm, I could be on. I could be in my bed the whole time, so I definitely get me. So it, for me, it was that it, when it comes to computer, I'm not so good at it, and I've understood right. I'm not so good at it. I'm, and I just like that's my weakness, and I accept that. So I guess I like 
the way you just said it, when you know what your strengths and your weaknesses are, just live by it and find ways to find joy in doing right. what you enjoy. Mm -hmm. Wow, Joe, it's lovely talking to you. I really enjoyed it. I, um, mm -hmm. I, was always, I was so delightful that we got connected and we're having these chats, especially this June and very soon was Sickle Cell Day. I'm mm -hmm. glad you took the time out. I know you're such a busy person and I just didn't want to take too much time out of your day. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you for myself. Yes, ma'am. I'll, I'll need you to summarize. Um, how do you find joy when you're in pain? Um, how, how do I find joy when I'm in pain? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I don't I don't really think you find joy. Mm -hmm. I think um I think you manufacture joy. Like like joy has to come from inside of you, you know, and not outside sources. Um so for me uh the joy is already in my soul. So I'm able to you know, when I need it, kind of reach deep and like pull it out instead of you know going to get it from somewhere else um mm -hmm. because sometimes you know other things can let you down they can you know disappoint you they can um not be there when you need them so i think if you have you already have joy in your soul you already have um a mindset of you know thankfulness and uh, gratefulness and just you know joy and peace and and love that just comes from within you um i think that's the way to live and that's the way i definitely get through um my pain and my pain crisis and things like that so wow thank you I wish you a lovely day and have no problem. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. I'll be in touch with you. You too. Thank you. Most so definitely. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Bye.